Hi, I'm Greg Rockefeller. I'm Beth Rockefeller. And I'm Mia Rockefeller. And this is Reading with the Rockefellers, a family YA book club podcast. Today, we'll be discussing Glass Sword, the second book in the Red Queen series by Victoria Aveyard. So grab a copy and join us on this literary journey. My voice echoes strangely in the wide entrance chamber of the safe house. The storm from the rift has caught up with us, and a heavy mix of snow and freezing rain howls on the other side of the dirt wall. Cold comes with it, but Cal does his best to chase it away. The inhabitants of the notch huddle together, trying to warm themselves over the campfire he kindled on the floor. Every eye catches the firelight, becoming too many red and orange jewels. They flicker with every twist of flame, always staring at me. Fifteen pairs in all. In addition to Cameron, Cal, Farley, and my brother, the adults of the Notch have come to hear what I have to say. Sitting next to Ada are Ketha, Herrick, and Nix. Fletcher, a skin healer immune to pain, extends his pale hands too close to the fire. Gareth pulls him back before his skin can burn. There's also Darmian, invulnerable as Nix, and Lori from the rocky island of Kentisport. Even Kalorn graces us with his presence, sitting firmly between his hunting partners, Krantz and Farah. Welcome to Reading with the Rockefellers. This is Season 2, Episode 23, Glass Sword, Chapter 23. Well. Is this a come-to-Jesus meeting that they're having? It appears it is. Everybody's gathered around? Yeah. We've got some new characters just dropped in here. Yeah, just here. Let's throw some people in there. Yep. Doctor, I seem to be allergic to backstory. Well, when did it all start? <laughs> oh, wait, it's... Well, there was this one time about a week... Achoo! Something like that, right? It may, have been I'm af- it right. may have been I'm afraid of backstory. Anyway. Either way. It's only grown-ups, no little kids. If you're eligible for conscription in the regular world, you're at this meeting. If not, you're back in the other room with Nanny. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. Because I guess, I mean, she she says it a little bit. She wants everyone to have a choice about everything, so she wants to let them know what's going on. Unless your name's Cameron. Yeah, Cameron's over there like... (sighs) She makes a specific point to say no one under 16, and Cameron's over here like, "Mm mm-hmm, yep, hey guys. 15. 15. She's kind of the reason they're having the meeting. She really is. So that doesn't mean she has to be there. Um, it does. Yeah, it, it does. does. I hate the fact that it does, but it does. He's really crucial to this chapter. Yeah. I know. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. <clears throat> so it's super cold outside. Wind howling. Basically, it's giant winter snowstorm. Yes. And. Then they're inside with a little fire and cow, of course. Aw. Who's I a space heater. Space heater. Right. I don't he's a walking space heater. Sounds amazing. It does. She's but also the, he'll give you advice. Right? True. And I guess he's a good hugger. Apparently. Mare is basing all of this information that they're gonna have this meeting on and make this plan on the things that John told them. Right. So just the most Everybody's reliable source of information. Yeah. Yeah. John is the Wikipedia of people. Really, kind of, yeah. Yeah, kind of. 
I guess. <laughs> like, it seems right, but it's just, it could be wrong. We were playing that one game over at Grant and Kinsey's, and Kinsey was trying to convince us that Wikipedia was a good source of information, and we were all like, ah, Grant was like, no. Sources, and we were like, even I couldn't side with her on that one. Actually, most things are sourced in there. Like, they'll have footnotes, and you can go directly to the article that the person is talking about. Right, but anyone can put it in there. That's the stuff I take as fact. Yeah, I know, but you can double check, you can go to the article to verify what it is that they're going to. There's, it, it's like, why is Wikipedia the first place you go then when you could just find something else? Yeah. I guess game wikis on, are really good. Depends on what you're looking for. I like game wikis. And I will say, there have been multiple times that Fandom Wiki has saved our lives. Fandom so. Wiki is pretty great. In this podcast. Yeah. It's it's good. If you're looking for something like that, I can understand. But I mean, if like, but like if, actual. Like if you're like, hmm, how does the heart work? I'm not going to go to Wikipedia. No. 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 <laughs> I love how you. No. But if you're like, what was the number one selling album the year I was born? Wikipedia will probably be Wikipedia will probably be okay. Because it's that trivial crap. Right. And then they'll link it to whatever article was published the year you were born or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, so it really just depends on what you're going there for. Anyway. Right. Now that we've gone off on a sidetrack about Wikipedia, That's right. I donate to Wikipedia, by the way, once a year. Oh, yeah. I give them $5. Mm. It's, it's a nice thing to do. But not everybody, obviously, like this table, agrees that John <laughs> is a good source of information. So some of them are quite upset about the fact that they're going to go on what is possibly a suicide mission on the word of somebody that they met for two hours. Right. Who this definitely is... sounds like an Anna marrying Hans type situation. <laughs> Who would, let's be fair, John is kind of a D-bag. Yes. Yes. So, yes, there's and that too. not anybody hardly trusts him at all. Mm-hmm. No. Except so, Mare, who's for Mare. Mantra is supposed to be anyone can betray anyone, yeah. and she's supposed to be the this mistrusting person. And right, but she's gonna she's take this dude at his this, word. Yes, this guy. Okay, it's this like guy. Good lord, Mare. This again, seventeen-year-old girl running things. Kind of yeah. not the best idea. You're not but, seeing the flaw here, right? So they've got to storm the prison. That's what this plan, or that's what this meeting is for, is right. to come up with a plan to get into the prison get and free the other new blood yep. that are there. And the only person that knows how to get into this prison in Koros, right, is the name of the yeah. town? Koros, is it, yeah. That's the name of the prison. Yeah. Oh, that's the name of the prison yeah, in Koros the town. Prison. I gotcha. Okay. So the only person, obviously, that knows how to get in and out of this thing is Cameron, because she's the one that busted she's done it. out of it. Yep. She's the only one who knows what it looks like. She's the only one who knows where it is. Yeah. So they've got to try to pull all this information out of Cameron. And she is not real happy to be telling them anything. No. But, man, is she going to talk a lot? She's going to talk, but it's going to take a little none bit. of it is going to be useful information. Hey, 10% of it is going to be useful information. It's pretty useful information. There's, there's some useful information, but there's also and some... And it takes forever to get there. Very yeah, heated words about things she doesn't fully understand. Like... It have nothing to do with her escaping from the prison. Yeah, so little of what she actually says turns into useful information. It may be very useful information once it's there, but you have to get through a lot. Right. Mare is 
um, already catastrophizing how badly this is going to go before they even start the planning. She's like, okay, um, really all we have to take, the only people that we have that are able to go are Ada, Gareth, and Nix. They're the only ones that can help, and they're also the ones with the most training. She doesn't believe that any of the others that they have there have enough training to be able to go and face sentinels. So instantly she's just like, ah. And isn't this the <sighs> point where she points out that, like, the first one she goes to is her, how she's like, I spent, like, two months training at what you call it. Right. And she's like, in a whole life at the stilts. Okay, your whole life at the stilts, you weren't training for anything to be a pickpocket. Right. Let's let's Cal's the one who's trained his whole life to, to be a soldier. Lightning. Yeah. yeah. I, Farley and Shade have been in the military. You did like two months of making out with Maven and Cal and deciding right. which one you like and doing a little bit of training. Let's stop acting like you're you, some war hardened You just did a few months of right? royal bachelorette. So, right. So give some of these other new bloods a break. They might be able to surprise you. Exactly. She says that um like Ketha for instance, is incredibly powerful. She can obliterate anything at the touch of a finger, but woefully inexperienced. She has really bad aim. Okay. Um, I, could she blow the lock off a door? Right. From like mm-hmm. 10 feet? I'm pretty sure she probably could. You know, how about, like, yeah. I just it, don't see how Mare, she just. Right. What if the Silver Guards. <laughs> If the silver guards are charging at you, I'll get behind her and let her face one direction. I mean, that way she'll at least obliterate everything on that direction. <laughs> or and and send a fireball with it from Cal. Like, right. I just I don't see how she's not seeing the value in taking some of these other people. Now I do understand that like this some is where she need to stay back with the kids, and Kevin right. is better to stay back with the kids because of the teacher thing. So you know, Nate that makes and sense. Ketha right. are going to stay with the kids, but. Cal's the one that needs to be doing the the deciding who needs to go and who can do what because he's the one that understands this kind of stuff the most when it comes to what you can get out of what you have. Yeah. People are basically just staring at her. Nobody's saying anything. Nobody's arguing with her, but nobody's really coming to her defense and saying this is a good idea either no so everybody's just kind of stupid and dumb and cameron also is not saying anything no which uh mayor thinks cameron has the good sense to keep her mouth shut for once i thought in my notes but then also (laughs) did we not have that just a few chapters ago with mayor yes something about mayor i have the good sense to keep my mouth shut or whatever or when Against my better judgment, I keep my mouth shut or something. And it was like, like for once, you know when to shut your face. <laughs> um, I you you know that there this is a situation when even Shade isn't saying anything. Yeah, like he is also being quiet. Well, it's it's a big. I mean, I get it. They all want to help new bloods. They're talking about going into a prison that is designed to contain people. With abilities. Like, you want to break into it and then break a bunch of people out? I mean, it does sound kind of nutsy. It sure does. Farley instantly is the first one to speak up and and say that this is a stupid, terrible idea. And how do we know that John wasn't lying? Like, she's like, I don't doubt his power. But how do we know what he told us is the truth? He could already be 
an agent of yeah. Alara. You know, we know that he's captured new that Maven has captured new bloods. Obviously, there's some in this prison. He's probably taken some really powerful ones back to Alara. Alara, and they could have already gotten a hold of John and turned him. Maven literally said that there he would be laying a trap for them. This could be it. They could be John could be leading them into something that they definitely right. cannot control. Yep. So I Farley, voice of reason. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And and Mare's looking around the campfire at other people that are like nodding along. She's just like, oh, I'm losing him. I'm losing him. <laughs> Quick, tell the Street Fighter 2 joke. I'm losing him. Street Fighter 2. I remember that game. She expects Kalorn to side with Krantz and Farah because they're nodding along at what Farley's saying. Um, but he just, he he's... Just standing there. He won't look at Mare. No. Nope. He won't say anything. Cameron also won't look at Mare. So she has managed to alienate pretty much everybody in this situation right now. You thought you were alone before. Girl, you're real alone now. Yay! We did it! Level up. <laughs> what up? Cal is there you know, standing next to her to give her support, but he's also not pitching in his words because who's going to believe him? Right. Did no, nobody was going to side with Cal. No. His word isn't going like, to help. Yeah. They kind of tolerate just, Cal because he's good with the kids. He teaches well. He's come through for them, but they don't trust him. They don't trust him. No. no. And, and in this chapter, they're going to have maybe a little bit less of a reason to trust him. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. Mare starts her speech. She's going to go into this oh, like a, uh, Calipari recruitment living room session. She's going to go at him like that. Offer him money? Oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you're going to lose your Scarlet Guard eligibility. <laughs> I... I'll lose all the Kentucky fans out there, sorry. Well, and Memphis, he, he yeah. was a bunch of places, not just Kentucky. We'll, we'll get all the college basketball fans. If you're a college basketball fan, you know who John Calipari is. But she's, she starts in, so she's like, I believe him. And, of course, it's really hard for her to say that because she hasn't really believed anybody. You've been saying it in your mind for right. the past, like... Although she does believe Maven when he says that he will come find her. I mean, that's one thing. But Maven's pretty good at sticking to his word when it comes to that kind of stuff. Right. stuff. So she knows that. Um, but nobody is responding to her when she says that. You know, she's just basically standing there like a statue, you know, yeah. and everybody's just staring at her. Yeah. Non-responsive at all. And she feels in this moment really exposed, you know, she's like, I don't want to be doing this, but they look to me as their leader. But in that instant, because they do that, they're not believing me. So I have to work twice as hard. If you want me to be this leader person, you maybe got to throw a little trust my, my way. way, you know, like stop acting like I'm in charge and then not responding to me when I give a suggestion. Right. So she kind of feels, I don't know, naked, exposed. She's going back more to her Marina training, you know, oh, having yes. a bunch of eyes on her mm -hmm. that don't understand what they're looking yeah. at, basically. So she tells him, I'm going to Koros, trap or not. 
the new bloods there face two fates, to die or to be used by the puppeteer everyone calls the queen. Both are unacceptable. Hey, good speech. Yep. We're, we're starting off on a strong note. That's right. I, I, the yes. thinked, to the point, not condescending, and making it, you know, just laying about it out there. everybody else. Right. Not, not I want to do this or whatever. I mean, she is saying that, but for the reasons, because they have to think about those people. Right. You know, it's this is not a selfish mission. She doesn't want to go just to prove that John was right. If there are people there that need their help, they want to go help them because there's obviously a bunch of new bloods there. So that's a good way to hit a bunch of them all at once and maybe try to get some information about what Maven is doing. Right. Yep. She says uh, she won't make anyone go like before you have a choice in the matter, you know, saying that everybody here chose to be here just and you have a choice on whether or not you're going to go to the prison, too. Cameron scoffs. This is like the first noise that she actually makes. Which is, I mean, she's got a valid point. She's got a valid point. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing I really side with Cameron on is that they pretty much kidnapped her. Yeah. <clears throat> now, they do bring up later in, on in this chapter, she could silence all of them and escape. Right. And she does not. Yes. So, she I mean, is we will choosing get to, to stay here. She is choosing to stay here. True, but I also, she does not know how to use her powers to that extent where she can control them like that. She didn't even realize what she was doing to Mare. So I don't, I mean, I think there's part of it also that she, Cameron doesn't know how to control her powers. She right. doesn't really understand them. Too. And she got really scared with what right. she did to Mare. So to use them. But she's not trying to use them. So. Right. Now. Right. She's not even, you know, practicing on like a little kid or something. So she's not cruel. No. You know, she's no. not a bad person. She's just not happy that she's. There against her will, basically. And is just annoying in general. Yeah. That is true. Shade is right there next to her, ready to grab her if she bolts for it. Yeah. Because they're pretty much expecting that she's going to run like a rabbit at any moment. Yeah. And Shade is is right there. Now, she could probably throw enough silence to Shade to where he couldn't jump. But that doesn't mean he wouldn't be able to use that same expert military hold. Right. Right. I, don't, I want to know what it is. It's a full Nelson. That's it, really it's all. Got, I, it's I, got I guarantee it. it's just a full it's Nelson. But Mare's just like, ooh. It's fancy. <laughs> she tells them it won't be easy, but it's not impossible. And then she thinks to herself, maybe if I say it enough, I'll start to believe it as well. You were going so strong, girl. Yeah. You were you were making us believe. But we've all been there. Everybody's had that feeling where For it's sure. like, all right, you know, I I just keep just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep going. Don't stop now. You've got momentum building. Um So Krantz says, if I heard you right, that prison was built to keep people like you shut up. It's not just bars and locked doors you'll have to get through. There'll be eyes at every gate, a fleet of silver officers, an armory, cameras, silent stone, and that's only if you're lucky, lightning girl. Love just the lightning girl at mm, the end there. Throwing that in there. Throwing just that the in there. Just, little yeah, just like, eh. Thanks, Captain Obvious, for that as well. Right. I appreciate that, Captain Obvious, telling us all the stuff that we're going to run into like we didn't already know that that was going to be the issue 
but Mare's got an answer for this. Well, her <laughs> answer is to defer to Cameron. It's like, ask her. Yeah, she's the one that did it. Yeah, it's know. not impossible because she did it. By herself. By herself. So, you know, we've got to know there's a reason on, or there's a way to do it. We've just got to get her to open her trap and Tell give it, it to us. Yeah. She folds up, like, inward, basically into a fetal, a sitting up fetal position. Yeah. Audio only medium. <laughs> we're all making the the motion. Curled up. Motion. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like when you pull your knees up to your chest yeah. and wrap your arms around them and, you know. Put your head down. Put your head down. She she does not want to be the center of this Start at all. Start rocking back and forth. Mostly because I think she's wondering where her brother is at this moment. Yeah. Like she was thinking how much further she's supposed to be in the search for her brother. And she's not there yet right here she's here with all these people having to go back to the place she just broke out of you know she's taking steps backwards instead of forwards Kalorn finally makes eye contact with mayor <gasps> progress right <laughs> but it's not necessarily the look that she wanted to see on his face she can't really place exactly what it is. And then she does. Longing. So either that means her or what I was thinking when I was reading this is that he wants her to say that he can go too. Yeah. Like, because he wants He's, to, he wants to, be, he part wants of to it. be part of this and he wants to be involved. Yeah. It's a big mission. There's nothing for him to do if he stays behind. He's not good with kids. So, no, he's not, you know, he works well with Krantz, too. So if Krantz is going, then they're good partners and they could work, you know, together to get further down in cell blocks. And he's like, he's like the little kid that's just like, mommy, can I go? And he's already proven he's skilled at doing things. A lot of different things. Oh, yeah. And he picks up on things a lot quicker than Mare gives him credit for. She has a flashback to when they were little kids, you know, hovered against... A cold storm just like this, trying to survive and keep warm. And, you know, she thinks I'm in that exact same position now, but I don't have my family here around me. I have this family that I've created, quote unquote. But, you know, Kalorn is the only one who has had my back this entire time. And he followed me through all of this. He's done everything to try to help me because I tried to help him and ended up in this situation because of him. So they're sort of having a reconnecting right. at this moment without even really speaking to each other. And, you know, they're waiting for Cameron to open her mouth and start talking. Krantz is impatient, as usual. It's like, why is this guy even still here? He doesn't have any powers. Abilities, you know. He, why he, why is he here? He hunt. He hunt. I guess. <laughs> I guess. I guess Kalorn's still here. All of it, maybe, any resources he has as far as getting in with isn't he a Lakelander originally? No, or no. worked with no. He's from Harbor Bay. That's right, Harbor Bay. Harbor Bay. Harbor Bay. Yeah. Farley urges Cameron on too. Like, come on, Cole. Spill it. None of us are going to leave here until you start talking, basically. After so let's get throwing going. her just a little bit of shade. 
Like, because Krantz asks if Cameron speaks, and Carly's right. like, oh boy. Yeah, too much for too my much. taste. Yeah. I, Trust me, she can talk. She's just, she just doesn't want to right now. Uh, Mare is urging Cameron to speak by nobody else really speaking. Yeah. You know, she's letting the moment just play out and them force Cameron basically to talk. It's like, we're all just going to sit here and stare at each other or you're going to start talking. One of the two. She sighs <sighs> and is like, you know, hey. all right, fine. She says it's past Delphi. And then you can see her, you know, going back to the road that she took to get out of there. Somewhere near the wash, so close you can almost smell the radiation. Now, the wash is the southern border of Norda. So it's not north where the choke is. Audio only medium, and I'm pointing. No, it's the wash forms the southern border of Norda. Yeah, not north. Right. She was no. just, she was just pointing when was, you were talking. Yeah. She was laughing because we can no one can see. No one it. can see it. I so thought you were telling me like, "Mom, no. you're wrong." I'm like, "No, no it, it's right. Here. No, it's right here. Yeah, it's right here." I just, I was it's like, "That's why I do it this way now." I was, I was, n- never mind. So not north. South. So. The point. Yeah. That you guys can't see. And like Nersi. It's ruins. It's too far gone for Silvers to live. They don't want, you know, they don't want anything to do with that area. It's actually. Yeah, unlike Nersi, it's actually radiated. Yeah, like it's still bad. Yeah, it's not just techies have made false sensors to show it's still radiated. It's really still radiated. You can't go there. Uh, you know, not the Scarlet Guard, nobody. It's so, like, so much has gone on there. I imagine it's probably like a giant nuclear war mm-hmm. because they said smoke still lingers there. God. So it was bombed so badly that smoke still hangs in the air. And God only knows what kind of chemicals were in there and what kind of haze they would leave over the area for years and years. Like, ugh, I can't even imagine so nasty so nasty cameron goes on to describe the cells there was one person to a cell they were all separated and isolated they didn't have anything to do you know they didn't um take them out of their cells except for once a week basically to keep them from dying you know they have to be exposed to the sun at some point in time but mostly everybody just felt really sick and only had the strength to lay on their cots because they're all suffering from what is silent stone poisoning, essentially. You know, they're just, it's zapping all of your essence so you don't have energy to do anything. You know, there's not much light. There's not much food. They can't talk to each other because the guards didn't want them planning escapes and things like that, you know. Sentinels would come and drag people away, literally, if they were too weak to walk, and you didn't know if that person was going to come back. So, you know, there were lots of empty cells, meaning either they had a bunch of people and they took them and sent them to Alara, or they just killed them. 
So worst possible situation. That's all I had to say is worst right. possible. Right. Worst possible, possible, yeah. imag- worst situation imaginable. Thank you, Owen Wilson. Yeah. Mayor, this oh, is wow. This is the one time where you're not the one coming up with the worst case scenario, and the worst case scenario is the actual scenario. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, Farley gets an idea, and she says, "Describe it," and like looks over at Herrick. Because like he can create yeah. illusions like, hey, listen to what she says and create an illusion for this. It's, really smart idea. It seems like Farley's kind of like, like, what's the word? Farley's always resourceful? thinking. She's very resourceful. No. She's always thinking. It seems like she's just impressed by specifically Herrick's ability. Like, she's just, for some reason, really into it. Well, I think this is why, too. You know what I'm saying? For someone like her, she can hear something like this and have someone show her exactly what it looks like. So she's not got a 3D map of whatever she needs to make tactical decisions based Mm -hmm. off of something that someone just described. Yeah. And Ada gets one look at it, and she'll commit it to memory. Right. Right. So, you know, it's basically the perfect storm. Farley's one of those kind of people, as we talked earlier, that she understands how these things how all these abilities can be used even though she has no abilities she sees them from a different point of view than everyone does where she's like how can these she picks up immediately on how each of these abilities can be helped use her right in this war against i think you may put some of those words in the the wrong positions what you want to try that one more time what'd i say like me what'd i say (laughs) you you flipped a couple words around what'd i say i just Helped her used. I I don't. You you made some. There was some flipping. Never mind. It was, <laughs> it was funny. Okay. If you guys heard it, then I, tell us because oh, okay. I it was I think it was funny. Or I'll play it back in editing or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but she, so she starts describing it. It's a pretty standard cell block situation, you know square of cells around the outside stairs in the middle only in this particular prison during the day all the cells are pulled out and tangled up and then pushed back at night when everybody's sleeping they have magnetrons there so they make it to where like you can't escape during the day and then at night everybody's sleeping so it's kind of cool on how they do that it's almost like the moving staircases in harry potter Mm -hmm. that they're moving cells around they're they're moving the the catwalks between the cells. That's what they're moving. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, yeah. So, but basically, like, at night, there's no catwalks, right? Like, yeah, they wouldn't just, be able to get yeah, out. They, just, they... they would just open the door and fall. If they ever got out of their cell, it'd be like, ah. Yeah, but the cells don't even open without a magnetron. Like, the cells have to be opened that way, too. So, you know, they're they're pretty much trapped in there until somebody lets them out. No windows, there's a skylight, so they can get some sunlight in, but not big enough, to, obviously, to where anybody can crawl through, so they only get a few minutes of sunlight I mean, a plus day. plus it's in, you know... Stone. It's, it, it's, and it's, you know, it's in the, the ceiling. That's generally where skylights are. Yeah, so it's just like, so no one can crawl from, like, how would they even get up there? I mean, if it's a new blood, they could probably jump, but... And then less, but the silent stone. Yeah. See, I. Mm. How come one of the new blood abilities isn't to be immune to Silent Stone? 
Victoria, listen. <laughs> um, um, kind of is. It it kind of is. I mean, I guess Cameron's, but yeah. then like you should have another ability on top of that. She does. Oh, I guess we just haven't gotten there yet. To what? Cameron can silence Cameron people. Silence people. I know she's a silencer, but then you need some. You like. She's immune to silence stone too. Right, but then you need to have another thing where you can like jump or something. Like, <laughs> I mean, are you I'm looking saying, for plot convenience? Yeah, for I'm just this saying specific... like all of the we've had so many powers with plot convenience up until this point. Right. Like, how have we not? Had... Cameron got out of the prison, so we have the ability that let her get out. Yeah, that's true. Is that not plot convenience enough for you? New blood that's born without ears but can smell sound. Yes. There we go. Perfect. Anyway. Herrick uh, works up a quick illusion of this in his hands, you know, and and basically shows it like a hologram right in front of them. And Cameron's like, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. Pretty good. And it looks, the way she describes it, it reminds me of like looking at something in. night vision like all the lines that he's drawn are like all green and stuff so and it's probably dark outside anyway it just reminded me of night vision or strong bad's old computer right right so she you know directs herrick with this thing like oh it's wider and there's more cells and different staircases and then beyond that is another other blocks of cells so and they would stagger them. They would have new bloods and then silvers and then new bloods and then silvers so that the new bloods couldn't all band together. They would have to get past silvers right. before they get anywhere. Which makes sense from, you know, their point of view. Keeping them se- se- segregated like that, kind of like in a checkerboard format. And. So in you, you skipped a little bit here. Right. This is where Cal asks um or yeah, he says before before we find out about the staggering, Cal says, Are there silvers there too? Like you said that there were, so where? Yeah, he's like, Where are they? And instantly somebody's like, Why? Do you want to let out your friends? <sighs> and he's like, Well, actually, he's like, uh, I live about that. Actually. I do sort of want to let them out. And he makes a valid point. And <laughs> Mare, Mare goes on this whole thing. Yeah. Mare is coming out swinging. Every single one of you know that's a lie. Cal has bled for us all and protected each of us, not to mention trained most of you. If he's asking about the other Silvers and Koros, he has a reason, and it is not to free them. Actually. Actually. She's like, you do want to free them? Just incredulous. I'm, yeah, I'm imagining that how that sounded, that's exactly how it sounds. Just yeah. like so over the top. Then he lays just like this total logic bomb on her. He does. <laughs> this, this paragraph is thick. Yeah. He just slaps her upside the head with some fags. Think about it. They're locked up because they defied Maven or Alara or both. My brother came to the throne under strange circumstances, and many, many will not believe the lie his mother tells. Some are smart enough to lie low, to bide their time, but others are not. Their court schemes end in a cell. And of course, there are those like my uncle Julian, who taught Mare what she was, 
He aided the Scarlet Guard, saved Kalorn and Farley from execution, and his blood is blinding silver. He's in that prison, too, with others who believe in an equal in an equality beyond the colors of blood. They're not our enemies right now. If we set them all loose on Koros, it'll be chaos. They'll attack the guards and do everything they can to get out. It's a better distraction than any of us can give. And then he's like... And then he's like, drops his mic. <laughs> Boom, Cal out. Even even Nix has to agree. And Nix <laughs> hates everything Cal is, stands for, and ever will be. And then Cal's just like... Besides, there's a little cherry on top for Mare. Julian and Sarah will be with the Silvers. Not with the New Bloods. Yep. yep. So that's instantly means she's going to want to learn where they are because she's not le- going to leave there without Julian oh, no. and Sarah either. Right. Oh, no. But she forgot that for a second. <laughs> oh. Like, oh, yeah, they're Silver, too. They're not, you know, their blood isn't the same as mine. She's getting to the point where that kind of stuff doesn't matter as much to her. And I think, funnily enough, you kind of are realizing, even though Cal says this, and they're like, well, he just wants to free his friends. I think Cal is, has realized this maybe more than she already has, that hanging around these other new bloods, she's re- he's realizing really aren't, not any different. No. Other than the color of their blood. Right. And and the way silvers have been raised. Right. You know, the, the silver spoon, quote unquote, of some <laughs> of them. Yeah. That's funny. True. So, I mean, using the silvers and releasing them, and not that you're under the assumption you're going to release them and they're all going to come with you. Mary is. Cal's like, no, we just let them out. They're going to immediately start attacking the guards and try to all break out. If we let out a bunch right. of silvers who are kept there, we don't We've need a distraction. We've got abilities coming from everywhere. Right, we don't need a distraction. We can just slip, slip out with who we need. Some of them may come with us, but... Right. You don't have to. Yeah. But all of them are there for a reason of betraying the crown. So they have just as much reason to want to get out of there and hurt the silvers as they do. These are already people who are quote unquote blood traitors. So they're going to be be more sympathetic to the cause. And also when they see Cal, that's going to be big for them. You know, if they're people that believe that, Alara and Maven schemed to, you know, actually know the truth to get the crown. Then when they see Cal, that's going to be a big rallying point for them. Yeah. You know, like, oh, he's alive. We can actually do this. You know, everything that Mare has wanted, basically. So is this where we get to where we find out about Cameron and the Silent Stone? Yeah. The Silent Stone, uh, they had to walk everybody outside once a week, like we said, to get them away from the silent stone and let them recharge for a little bit. But it never bothered Cameron because silent stone doesn't have any effect on her, right. which is how she was able to get out. That's why she, so didn't, yeah, she, she can didn't even, silence others and not feel the silence herself. Yeah, she didn't even understand what it was. She was just talking about how everyone seemed all worn out all the time and had no bit nothing. No energy, and she did. Right. And they were like, well, it's Silent Stone. Yeah, she said, the cells didn't make me sick. And Ada says, that's because they don't affect you. You yeah. know, you're you're immune to this. Your ability is so strong that it cancels the other one out. Yep. Yeah, just one form of silence <laughs> against another. It's like magnets when you put the two magnetized ends together and they don't pull together. They push apart. Yep. And Cameron's just like, oh, whatever. Yeah, sure, whatever. Well, whatever. We have two mutters in this section. 
Cameron mutters and cow mutters. Or no, it's cow muttering twice. So Cal <laughs> is just over there. He's pulling a Victor Newman. Oh, stupid plan anyway. So Cal's like, oh, okay. So they took you out once a week and you slipped away then. That's how you got out. You know, just imagining that that would be when she would choose to strike right. would be when they were the most, you know, their guard down. So Cal mutters and yet everyone in this room is supposed to hear him. How low is this mutter? How like what what volume are we talking about on this mutter? And in these books, well, there's there are many part, subtle levels of muttering. Right. I think that part he's more talking to himself, like so you slipped away on the walk, and then he's like planning it out in his head. You know what I mean? Like when you're just muttering right. to yourself. Um, and then he he's fleshing it out as he's talking, and he's like, oh okay, the eyes couldn't see what you planned to do, so they couldn't stop you. They guarded the gates. Yes, like their eyes there. Yes, their eyes. One watched every cell block, and that's the gun that she took was an eyes gun. Right. So not only was she able to sneak up on them, she was actually able to disarm one and get out of there. Because they didn't realize their powers weren't working because of Cameron. And that the silent stone wasn't silencing her ability. Right. And it's specifically like that's one of the best silver abilities to use it on Mm because they're not going to notice it. They're just going to notice that they're not seeing anything, which is most of the time anyway. Right. Right. Then Cal asks about the gates because he knows the gates of this prison can only be opened by, by a magnetron. So how did she get out of there if there was, you know, not a magnetron to be able to help her? She kind of smiles a little bit here and says, seems silvers are no longer stupid enough to leave command of every cell and gate to a handful of metal manipulators. There's a key switch to open the doors in case you don't have a magnetron around. Or to shut them with stone sliders in case one decides not to play nice. That's Mare's fault, too. But good thing for Cameron that that did happen or she would have never gotten out. And for them so that they can right. get in. They don't need to use magnetrons to get in or out now. Right. Because Mare, Julian basically made a magnetron, sang to a magnetron and yeah. made him do what they needed yeah yeah so cal's like okay so we need a key to get in do you have a key and she's like nope (laughs) don't need one see i imagine that if this were like a there were a different tone to this whole thing she would just like laugh in his face and be pointing for like five minutes pretty much yeah (laughs) you need keys yeah she but instead she just points to her tattoo on her neck she's a techie yeah Yeah. she's a techie of course she's going to know how to bypass a electronic key lock and if she didn't she'd be upset with herself she probably she's probably one of the people to help manufacture the darn thing that they used they probably got them from reds i imagine silvers didn't oh i'm those. sure yeah silvers don't, they don't make that do that kind of stuff anything mayor's logic here is something that we have used to describe mayor several times cameron might be a pain but she's certainly useful even i have to admit that yeah mayor's kind of a pain but she's certainly useful. Even we have to admit Even that. Even we have to admit that. Or do a podcast about it. Right. <laughs> yes. I think that one of the reasons that Mare is so annoyed by Cameron is because she sees some similarities and she's like, mm, I don't like it. Yeah. Or she would have done the exact same thing 
Oh, yes. She pretty much did do the exact same thing. Like, if Kalorn would have been conscripted and taken away, like, she wouldn't have gone to hunt for him all the way up to the choke. Oh, yeah. She totally would have. Uh, she Cameron starts in on a story about how she was conscripted, even though she had a job. You're not supposed to be conscripted if you work as a techie, but they started conscripting people. Um, when she was 15, wonder why. Yeah, Mare tries to focus her back like the prison Cameron. Focus! Not as distracted. Um, but Cameron's not trying to hear that. She just plows right on. Goes through this she, whole thing. She's got a point she's about to make. <laughs> she's got a definite point that she's about to make. Everyone works in Newtown. Everybody works. And you're not allowed to join the army, even if you wanted to, because you have to stay there to work. Mayor's trying to like Cameron, Cameron, but she realizes that if they if she does that, they're just going to be screaming at each other. So she might as well let her finish like Cousin Eddie's dog. So she's like the measures changed all that. There was a lottery one in 20 for everyone between 15 and 17. My brother and I were both chosen. Long odds, right? Ada, Ada calculates them less than three <laughs> percent. <laughs> she whispers and I'm like, girl, you are not helping. Right? Could you not just kept your mouth shut, please? Yeah. I'm making this worse. Then she says that they separated her. Cameron says they separated her and her brother. She went to the Beacon Legion to uh, out of Fort Patriot. And Maury, her brother, went to the Dagger Legion, which is what they're calling the 15 and 16-year-olds, the, the 10th Legion that's going on the, the push or whatever. The push. The push, yeah, the quote-unquote push. Uh, anyone who made trouble was sent to the Dagger Legion. So it was, you know, pardon the the comparison, but kind of like when they were separating the Jews to put on trains to go to concentration camps, if you were, you know, if you went along and everything else, you might go into a nicer train car. If you gave trouble, you would either be shot or you would be put in the train car that they would just pack like cattle in there together. Right. So, you know, they're they're separating them by how you react in the instant. If you go willingly, you're more likely to be a good soldier and follow instructions. If you don't, then they're going to put you in the march to die. You're you're just going to be a body to them. You have no use other than that. Well, and they're not going to want to keep you around if you're prone to resistance. Yeah, gonna you're not going to follow you orders. In an area where they can get rid of you as early as possible. Right. This is a way that they can just kill you without having to actually kill you. And the reason that he wound up there is so sad. Yeah. He tried to hug their mother one last time before they left when they were conscripted. And they sent him to the Dagger Legion just for that. Because they were told no more and he went back for one more hug. That's when everybody kind of breaks. Yeah. They're like, wow, this is this is crazy. You know, the... This is the measures in action. And these people all still see Mare as the one that put those in place. Even though she's explained a million times that she didn't have anything to do with it except having to be forced to read them, they're still blaming her right. mm -hmm. for all of this. So in turn, she's coming down harder on herself because that's just what Mare does. Yeah. I mean, and in a way, also Cameron does kind of blame the Scarlet Guard, basically saying you guys with your wars and your fighting them and your assassinations. That's why the measures came down. If you would have just left it alone, we could go back to being 
forced into labor at like four years old and working in the slums. I mean, Cameron is kind of going for a a personal plea here. She's like, yeah, there are new bloods and there are silvers in that prison, but there are 5,000 kids that are going to die if we don't do something. Why are we going to this prison to do that when we should be going to save all of these lives? Second mic drop in chapter right here at the end of Cameron's speech. Do you follow her and her pet prince? Cal is like seething at this <laughs> moment. He wants so badly to just explode. Probably literally. Right. But, you know, Mare is like, you got to keep it calm. You got to stay away from me. You know, we can't act like we have this deeper relationship because that's only going to play into what she's saying and what everybody else is already thinking. So you got to stay over there, pal. Yeah. I like your swole, beefy hotness, but not near (laughs) me right now. Get over there. I don't want to give Cameron any more ammunition than she's already got against me. I love your, the swole, beefy hotness. Yeah. Like a cheeseburger. (laughs) (laughs) Swole, beefy hotness. I'm thinking back to those burgers that we had the other night. Burgers were really good. They were so good. Cameron continues. She says you have a choice, but she doesn't know the meaning of the word. I was taken here just like the legionnaire took me, like the sentinels took me a few days later. The lightning girl does not give people choices. And she's like looking at Mare like, oh, you better bring it. You know, she wants her to fight back and argue with her. I think Cameron just likes likes egging people on. Yeah, I think so. She's the one that likes to to stir the pot a little bit. And. Mare's just like, yeah, well, Mare can see it in her face. She knows what somebody who's manipulating a plot looks like, and she can see it turning over in Cameron's head how she's going to turn all these people against Mare and leave. You know, she's thinking that that's what it is. And then she's like, like we discussed earlier in the episode, she could silence us all and escape. So why hasn't she? And then, of course, you know, like we said, she probably doesn't know, you know, how to do that that specifically at this point in time. Mare gets a very strange supporter in this moment. Yeah. Here comes the meat shoulder. Yeah, she's just silent. Mare's just kind of silently sitting there like she's not going to fight back. She's not going to rail or raise her right. voice. She's not going to give Cameron a reason to hate her even more. Then out of nowhere... Kalorn is the one that pops up in Mare's defense. He says Mare saves people. She Mare feels a bit of a longing in her voice, you know, like oh, he's finally talking to me, you know. Mare sa- he Kalorn goes on. Mare saved every one of you from prison or death. She risked herself every time she walked into your cities. She's not perfect, but she's not a monster, not by any measure. See what he did there? trust me i have seen monsters and so will you if we leave new bloods to the mercy of the queen then she'll make you kill each other until there's nothing left of what you are and no one alive to remember what you were another mic drop truth bomb the mic drops are going off yeah mare can instantly see the looks on everybody's faces like oh 
Yeah, I guess you've got I a guess, pretty good yeah, point there. She did kind of do we that. Probably would have ended up in that prison or back at the castle and Kalorn or the is, palace or whatever. Kalorn if, is highly respected by these people. Right. Because he's not a he doesn't have an ability. He is friends with Mare, but he has shown that he can do things alone. And he's disagreed with her on multiple times. Yes, and publicly. Right. So him kind of Joe every guy of their group saying it brings everybody together because he's got ties on both sides. So he's kind of like your independent candidate, you know, work with both sides, which is good because Mare was losing him. (laughs) Mare was losing this group of people real fast. So the best person that could have spoken up for her was Kalorn. Nix is like now ready to go. He's all pumped. He's like, we're going to crush that prison. You know, Nix smash. <laughs> and, yeah. And so he's like, I'll go. You know, I'm in. And then several other agree. You know, everybody, everybody's like, all right, fine. You got a point. So this... Essentially, this whole situation from from what Cameron said up until now is just in Harry Potter when they're trying to get people to sign up for Dumbledore's army. Kind of. Yeah. It's very yeah. similar. Yeah. So the ones that agree to go more than Mare hoped for are Gareth, Nix, Ada, Hetha, Darmian, Lori, and of course, Nanny, who is not going to be left behind by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> she is ready to go. Strap her to Gareth's chest. <laughs> she is on it. Uh, also, the the ones that are still hanging out and haven't really like decided anything are Kranz, Farah, Fletcher, and Herrick. Like they're like. Mm. So does that mean that we can just let Kranz go? Is he no longer useful? Right. Can we build a Kransapult and just launch him? <laughs> Herrick is obviously, like, still traumatized from I, yeah, the baby yeah. incident. Because oh, yeah. it doesn't seem like he's been out on any kind of mission no. since the baby incident. Which they ex- they described him as very young, right? Like yeah, 17, so. 18 years yeah. old. Yeah. So he's pretty inexperienced as well. And I love that Mare's like, okay, good. So we'll need the rest of you here to keep the kids from burning the forest down. <laughs> and protect them if something happens. I love, but I love that she started with keep them from burning the forest. Well, yeah, there are a bunch of kids with abilities. True. Like, have, you haven't seen Firestarter, but, you know, there's a part where it shows her when she was a baby and she gets mad and sets her mobile on fire. <laughs> so, you know. Babies get angry at everything. At everything. So, you know, you got to, with these kids, if you leave them unsupervised, God only knows what would happen. Oh, they're, they, when she says that, they're all like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't want to go anyway. Thank God she gave us the out. Cameron sees their face and is like, oh, God, I want to stay too. You know, she, she wishes she was going to, she could look as relaxed as them, but she knows there's no way that she's not going to be part of this she is definitely gonna have to go because she's the one that knows the layout and everything and also it's like if she stays the only reason for her to stay would be to train and who's gonna train her yeah because cal and she and cal mare and cal will be on the mission so they might as well take cameron with her 
are with them and then maybe they can do some like on the field in the field training basically right. like, yeah. hey you want some real life experience on how to use your ability That's here cool. you go can't be any better than you know you, now you know how to use it you can get back into this place and then get us back out because you didn't know how to do it before but now you do you know you go. can help us you can be more of a of a benefit mayor is really looking around at everybody and even though she was all hopeful because all of these people agreed to go, she's like, I still wish we had more people. You know, the Colonel's Lakelander soldiers, far, the rest of Farley's Scarlet Guard people, like, we don't have any of these people. And I really wish we did because we've got, like, seven people. So. But you're not going to war. You went from... You went from more than I'd hoped for to man, I wish we had more. Right, and you don't right. want to you don't want to go with oh. with two hundred people to try to go to this prison because they're going to see you coming from a mile away and you're exactly. screwed. Cameron can't protect right. that many people, even if she was probably really good at this point in time, she still wouldn't be able to do yeah. that. So, Mare, when she's standing there, you know, she's going back to her Marina thing again. Like, I have to be strong. I have to be. I have to look like I'm confident and know what I'm doing. And then she's like, I wonder if I'll ever be mayor again. Oh, Jesus. <sighs> like, mayor, this is who you are now. I'm sorry that you haven't accepted it yet, but this is who you are now. You are going to save these people. You've stepped up to take this mission. You don't get to go back to your life before. You've told yourself this many, many, many times. And furthermore, there was one part where she even said, would I want to go back to that life would i want to erase everything that i've already known and go back and live in you know this divided world where my ignorance was basically bliss and she wouldn't want to do that right so she needs to just realize that this is who she is now and this is her life and just get on with it right she always goes in these little t- i think she needs to remind herself about all the other people like think about cal at this moment he can't go back to his old life he can't go back to his dad because his dad doesn't have a head right <laughs> Oh, I mean, but honestly, in this instant, though, when she's going back with Cal, you know, after the 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 meeting is wrapping up, Cal's face like starts to change. He's got a mission now. He's got something that he believes in for the first time since his father died because happy boy. Yeah. He's going to go see his uncle Julian and help him escape. And Sarah and God only knows what other silvers are going to be there that he can help and that can be on his right. side. And this is what he knows how to do. This is what he is good at. Preparing yeah, all he's ever and done. attacking and invading. And strategizing. Right. So he kind of takes charge here. He's kind of like, okay, here's what's going to happen. Yeah. He's muttering some more. So this just must be what Cal does when he's talking to himself. Because Car- Herrick stays out there and keeps the illusion going. And Cal is just studying it. You know, the ins, the outs, all the nooks and crannies. Because that's what he's... Good at. Good at. It's what he's trained to do his whole entire life. Everybody else, you know, goes back inside and goes their separate ways. Mare doesn't, though. She walks back outside into the, the, cold, storm. the cold storm and everything, and she starts feeling the energy in the storm. Now that she's known that this is a good source for her, when there's a storm brewing, she can use lightning that's already there and not have to create her own, which makes her... Is what makes her so tired. Right. You know, 
wielding what's already there is a lot easier than her having to create it out of from, nothing. Out of nothing. She is, you know, working this storm and working it around and building it up. And then she tries to zap a lightning bolt down. And it works, but it's, you know, it's kind of crummy and it's not real powerful. Kind of weak. Doesn't hit really where she wants it to. But it's, it's you know, she's she's proving that she can do this. Right. You know, she's getting a little better at it. She tries a few more, brings some down, some thunder, blah, 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 blah. But nothing is really, like, these lightning bolts aren't doing anything. Right. You know, she's not exploding trees or anything like that. She hears a voice behind her that says, your aim is terrible. Or you've got no no aim. aim. Yeah. So, Mare's a stormtrooper. Right. (laughs) Or a red shirt from Star Trek. Or a red shirt. Yep. And she has a name, so. True. Yeah. She's not technically a red shirt. She's not crewman number five. Right. He is, you know, just standing there. Nonchalant. Looking at, yeah. Leaning. First first thing he said to her in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Your aim sucks. Yeah. Because, you know, they've got to rib each other a little bit. Right. Um, And he's like, guess it's for the best if you insist on practicing with that so close to home. But if you plan on improving, do us all a favor and take a hike. Like, get further away from here, please, because you're going to set this place on fire. Right. Yeah, you're worried about the children burning yeah. the forest down? Maybe Look at yourself you. first. Her first words are, oh, are you talking to me now? I can't. I, I can't punch her in the face. Can't. Can't do it. I want to punch her in the face. Mm-hmm. And then she keeps on with the lightning. Like, she's not paying attention to Kalorn. Like, oh, you're talking to me now? I don't really care. What's that noise? It's lightning. lightning. Can't you tell? That's the universal sound of lightning. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe that's what Mare hears. I don't know. Could be. Almost sounds like a whip. I guess, kind of. Or, or like... Like a sometimes when you're trying to mimic the sound that like a lighter makes when you yeah okay she wants so desperately to tease him back but that's just not who they are now you know she's looking at Kalorn and Why she's not? like he's matured so much more you know all of this that he's been through all of that I've been through you know she's like I'm I'm mourning my friend that I had when I was younger. We're never going to be those people again. Again, Mare. You are those people. Get over it. It's you, gone. Move on with the relationship that you have now. Right, you've done other stuff, but you guys still are those people. You can still, that doesn't mean you can't bust each other's chops for Christ's sake. Right, yeah. Farley busts everybody's chops. Right. And she's an adult. Right. He is, Clorn's obviously wanting to ask her something because he's kind of fidgeting. He's putting his hood up. Finally, he asks, are you letting me go to Koros? You need all the help you can get. Are you going to let me go? And she's just like, well, you volunteered. You You know, like he he hasn't volunteered to go on every other mission. Just not directly to her. So I wonder if maybe, like, because he finally had the courage to come and ask. I don't know, but you know, she's she's resigned to let him come along because they really do need all the people they can get right. in this one. And Kalorn has proven himself to be very level-headed in stressful situations. Yes, he grins so much 
that Mare says his face turns as white as the snow that's around them. So it's just like nothing but teeth. Aww. He's so happy. He's so cute. Yeah. He's so excited. Um, But she, Mare can't get over him not wanting to go or not wanting him to go. She's like, I've done all of this to keep him safe. And now I'm going to drag him into this possible death trap with me. You know, she's. She's not happy about it, but bolt. yeah, but Cal has been telling her that Kalorn trusts her to make her own decisions and she needs to do the same for him. And so she's, she takes the high road. She's maturing like he is. Hey, she's, she thanks him for speaking up for her. You know, if without Kalorn, she wouldn't have gotten the support that she needed. True. Um, and he, so he, he's still busting chops. <laughs> He's like, you think you'd be better at that by now, basically. Right. But then, you are pretty stupid. Right. Exact quote. I'm but not paraphrasing. You are pretty stupid. That's probably going to be the title of this episode. <laughs> but then, you are pretty, pretty stupid. stupid. And and they're laughing, suddenly. Just like the two little kids that they were. Aww. So, there is... I'm not, when you're friends with... When you make friends with somebody when you're a child, part of that is... Part of your relationship's always going to be childlike. Well, sure. You're always going to have yeah. jokes that you made as children and stuff that are never going to be even with your siblings. You know, you have yeah, jokes from when you were kids that are never going to be not funny no matter how old you get because right. they remind you of being a kid. And everything's funner when you're a kid. Yeah. Everything is more fun when you're a kid. Pretty much. She realizes that she's missed him really badly because yeah. they haven't talked in so long. So she's very happy that they're getting this moment together to just relax and be themselves um and and she's thinking of all the things that she wants to tell him there's so much that she's holding back from him maven's notes cal's nightmares like all of this stuff her nightmares you know she wants to tell him all of this but she can't because she's got to have some things held back because she can't be bumming everybody out you know what right. i mean like yeah. if everybody found out how unstable they were instability would spread through everything else so even though Kalorn is her best friend and she could tell him anything she can't tell him this right which really sucks for her yeah oh yeah she wishes that they were back to being the little pickpocket and fisher boy like they were when they were kids, because this would have been so much easier if they would have had. They were kids six months ago. Right. right. Six months ago. Pretty much. Six months ago, guys. I yeah. need to hammer that in in a little bit more. Right. Six months ago. But those people wouldn't have survived in this world. They've become harder. They've adapted to their surroundings and they've done what they've needed to do to survive or else they wouldn't have gotten this far. And there are plenty of people that didn't get this far. Right. She, Mare, is, you know, realizing that she can't be somebody who lets things rise and fall on the opinions of others. She's got to be more herself, maintain this leader role. You know, it would be so easy to slip back into regular Mare, who she wants to be, instead of leader Mare, like she needs to be. Silence just lingers between... Her and Kalorn, you know, they're kind of done talking and just reminiscing. And she says, if you die, I'll kill you. 
He smiles sadly. Likewise. I don't know why, but if you die, I'll kill you is always so funny to me. I don't care when it's used. It's hilarious. Pretty much. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're already dead. So. Right. Right. You'd be like, if if you die, I'm going to come and pee on your grave or something like that. It's going to bring you back yeah. alive and then kill you. Kill you again. Yeah. It was it was even somehow funny in the scene it was in in Wednesday. That's true. Yes, it yep. was. That's true. That scene was sad. That scene was sad. Go watch Wednesday, everybody. If you haven't, please go watch please it. Please go watch yeah. it. Great it's show. so good. And it'll prepare you for Jenna Ortega being our mayor. <laughs> Yeah, I'm coming. I I think I've come full circle. I think I've come full circle on that one. We can pretty much lock that one in. I think we're gonna have a we're gonna have a good new casting. Oh yeah, it may be three episodes. Maybe we've got a couple of some new characters. Redo the first ones and then have to go through some of the first ones because we've got some new ideas. Yeah. So yeah, make sure you guys send us in the ideas for fan casting. We're still really stuck on a shade. Yeah, so, we need some we need some shade give input. Us some shade ideas. And I still want cow, cow ideas because I feel like we've got some that might be, but I I just I don't know. I'm struggling with cow. Yeah, same, same. So we definitely need some ideas on those. That would be fantastic. Cameron, please. Yeah. Can you find someone that won't make her super annoying? I don't, I'm still I'm still gonna read it as if it's Priya Ferguson just playing a little well, snarkier role. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So we'll, we'll just see because I need a goes. placeholder. Yeah. And but we have like some back of the cast of Stranger Things in this thing already. So. <laughs> we, do. we do. I mean, they're all so good. They are. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess we've got a couple. It well it depends on like, you know, our, our our first choice or backup. Right. 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 So send all of that stuff in. You can email it at readingwiththerockefellers at gmail.com. You can catch us over on Instagram. We are at readingwiththerockefellers over there. You can get all of our episodes of season one in video form on our YouTube channel, which is Reading with the Rockefellers. And then finally, over on our website, you can find all of our pictures, our fan art, the blog, things like that. And that is www.readingwiththerockefellers.com. So with that being said, we will be back next week with a new discussion episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.